You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Okoyeme. Our Father and our God, we lift our hearts and our voices to thank you for your mercies that are new every waking morning. For the honor of drawing us from far and from near at your feet today, we'll give you praise and glory. I beseech you yet again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clear of your seven son that today I will come to your people with a word from the throne of grace. Help me to speak expressly, thus saith the Lord. We'll ask always to give you the praise and the glory in the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. Whilst you're standing, we'll be reading from the Amplified Version. Romans 8, 17 to 18 and a second companion text psalm 51 verse 17 are you there let's read together as a family and if we as his children then are we his heirs also heirs of god and fellow heirs with christ sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory for i consider from the standpoint of faith amplified that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us let me read to your hearing this is from the Amplified. If it's on the screen Amplified, you can read together with me. One, two, three, go. And if we are his children, then we are his, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. If indeed we share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory. For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed in us and to us. Psalm 51, 17. Psalm 51, 17. My only sacrifice acceptable to god is a broken spirit ah, a broken and contrite heart broken with sorrow for sin thoroughly penitent such oh god you will not despise can we read that together my only sacrifice acceptable to god is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart broken with sorrow for sin thoroughly penitent such O god you will not despise hallelujah for an assignment this morning broken for glory 
Father, we thank you for blessing the reading of your word. Now bless the teaching or perhaps the preaching of the self-same word. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let somebody shout a big amen. amen. Before you're seated, touch your neighbor, two, three, four, broken for glory. Broken for glory. Hallelujah. The life we are called to live in God is a progressive life. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 18, that the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter even to the day of perfection. I've oftentimes said that in walking with God, you have a guarantee that this would be the least of your shining that you're not allowed and permitted to have a better yesterday than tomorrow. It is a taboo, perhaps a curse, if not a misnomer, for you to have a better yesterday than tomorrow. It is not right to say, where are the good old days? Because it is indicative you're saying that today are the bad new days. As a child of God, no matter what you've experienced so far, there must be something within you that tells you it's going to get better. Can you prophesy to your neighbor and tell them it is going to get better? I don't know what stage, what phase, what level, what dimension in life you're in, but it's going to get better. Hallelujah. It is my sincere joy once again to welcome every one of us into the new season that God has brought us into as a family. It isn't just another new month. It isn't just another quarter. But by way of a spiritual calendar, <laughs> by way of heaven's agenda program and calendar for us, he has brought you and I into a new season in our journey of glory unveiled. Somebody shout a big amen. Beloved, it is evident that God is evidently doing something special across the nations. He's doing that right here, but I tell you, it is happening in different places, different spots, different locations, different cities, and different nations. And what is God really doing? He is deliberately preparing the church for his second coming. He is intentionally and deliberately preparing the church for his second coming. The Bible declares in Isaiah 40, 3 to 5, which really is one of our four core pilot texts as an apostolic commission. Isaiah 40, 3 to 5 is one of them. Isaiah 40, 39 and, and 41 is one of them. Matthew 6, 33 is another. And of course, Zechariah 4, 6. I read, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord 
hath spoken it. Now these are the things that God is doing upon the face of the earth before the arrival of his glory. Filling valleys, the valleys of fears and tears have been filled, leveling mountains, the mountains of pride and arrogance, they have been leveled, making smooth, rough and crooked places so that a highway can be made not just physically but made in the hearts of men to receive the coming glory preparation precedes the manifestation of the glory of the lord beloved it's very important for every one of us to become more awakened and spiritually aware of the spiritual calendar and divine timings as pertaining to god not just the Gregorian calendar only, not just the chronos, the chronological time as what time it is, but what time it is as pertaining to heaven's agenda program here on the earth. We must understand from prophetic scriptures that it is at the same time wherein the earth will be experiencing doom, gloom, and darkness, that the light of the glory of the Lord in the greatest form of intensity will be made revealed and made manifest on the earth we must understand from prophetic scriptures that it's at the same time as it appears that the devil is missing that god will be blessed the bible declares in isaiah 61 to 2 arise shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. Wow. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Gados Kerebada. That means what God is said to do in this day and age is not going to be concealed any longer, it's going to be revealed what God is going to be doing in your life will not need you to tell the story as one gentleman said a moment ago that you will have no need to testify but your life is going to become a testament that you have no need to necessarily stand up and say oh I was blind but now I can see but people can see you right now and they will not be able to reconcile the you they see today from the you they knew yesterday oh come on if that's you I'm speaking to shout a big amen you have to understand that people may know your history but there is no guarantee that they will know your destiny they may be able to track your past they knew where you were born how you were born whether you were born in wedlock out of wedlock over wedlock under wedlock but they can't track where it is God is taking you to because God does not consult your past to bless you in your future God has no need to examine your history to bless you in your destiny what you need to know is that God is preparing a people to receive and to walk in his glory on the earth like never before. Somebody shout, here I am, Lord. Amen. As one preacher puts it in perspective, whilst the devil is missing, God is blessing.
Saints, it's quite interesting that a child of God may be going through what evidently appears to be very difficult, very challenging situation and circumstances in his life or her life. But yet, right within that person, so, so without you, you appear to be catching hair. <laughs> uh, no fruit on the vine. No field. No, no, no fruit on the field. Things don't seem like they're working. So things may look like they're out of whack around you, but it will surprise you that for the believer, that whilst things seem to be out of place without, ha, kotoskata, at the same time, God is changing you within. God does carry on Diana. At the same time, it looks like you are catching hell around you. God is working a deep work of transformation within you. That's why you see some plants have moments when they go into what is called a hibernation mode. In a hibernation mode, you don't see much progress. You don't see it. You don't see much advancement. You don't see it. You don't quite see much uh, 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 fruit. You don't see it. But in the moment of hibernation, the plant is renewing itself, replenishing itself to bounce back again to a season of fruitfulness like never before. So you may see, oh God, no, it. You may see right now that you are on hibernation mode. And that means there were people who were born on the same day as you were born. They went to the same school as you went to, had the same degree, had the same opportunity. But it does look like when you look at your life in some regards, whether it's in your finances, in your marital destiny, in your academics, in one way or the other, it almost looked like those you began with just came and zoop, zoop. Zoop. And you're wondering, God, where are you in all of this? Listen, it may seem that God may have kept you in what I call a holding pattern or hibernation mode because you are going to bounce back. Not just the same way, but you are going to spring a surprise on yourself. You are going to spring a surprise on your enemies. You are going to spring a surprise to your colleagues. But guess what? I tell you, you are going going to spring a surprise to the devil. The devil will wonder what just hit him. Because God is about to move you from what you thought was a slow lane into the fast lane because you were on hibernation mode. You've got to understand that the strength of a foundation determines how high the tower can go. It's a particular design I have before me now, about eight or nine story building. And I look at the design and I see that the, the foundation is quite is quite a quite a situation. In fact, the cost to lay the foundation of the eight-story building can build you multiple duplexes. I tell you something. But when all that money is being thrown on the ground. All those rods have been thrown on the ground. All that rock is being thrown on the ground. Nobody seems to see it. Nobody seems to appreciate it. Nobody seems to value it. But God knows 
You are not designed to be a chicken house. You're not designed to be an eagle's nest. You're not even designed to be a boy's quarter. You're not designed to be a bungalow. You're not even designed to be a seven bedroom duplex. No, in the realm of the spirit, I don't know who I'm talking to. You are designed by God to be a 10 tower building, a 12 tower building, a 21 tower building. And you think that God is just going to build? No, no, no. God must take time to do some stuff underground in hibernation mode so that when the glory comes oh come in again you have the wherewithal the resilience my god i feel this you have the capacity to carry the glory ha. we have only seen a sneak preview of what god is about to do in this house you ain't seen nothing yet write it down for a people who God is going to bless God is going to lift God is going to empower God is going to glorify as he has proposed to do so in us through us for us with us listen we must be a people who are prepared to go through the school of brokenness The higher you go in him, the more he humbles you. A really great man in God cannot be prideful. One of the real tests or footprints or characteristics or DNA of a man who is great and a man who God is going to make great is a man who is broken and humble. You have to understand, in the kingdom, the upper modus operandi is different from the world system. In the world system, the Gentiles have to rule to lord it over one another. But in the kingdom, they that will be great, not bad to be great, but they that will be great must be willing to serve others. Are you here? Wow. You have to understand there is something different from the outer life and the inner life. As believers, we need to understand that apart from the outer life, and the outer life has to do with your natural experiences, what you touch, what you feel, what you handle, what is going around you. As real, please listen, I'm really teaching, as real as your outer life experiences are as real if not more real is the inner life within you so you understand sometimes appears as though the outer life is subject <laughs> to different degrees of pain difficulty hardship challenges troubles in nigeria we call it wahala but right within you as you're going through what you think you're going through god is renewing god is transforming and god is changing now the apostle paul 
seems to have aptly captured this in 2 Corinthians 4 16. 2 Corinthians 4 16. For which cause, for which cause we faint not. Track with me, please. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish. Are you still here? I spoke to you about the outer life, the outward man, and the inner life, and what? The inner, inner, inner life and inner man. Track with me, please. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. Hello? Is that still in your Bible? The inward man is renewed how? When? Day by day. When what is happening to the outward man? Perishing. You, you have to understand scripture. Alright? Listen now. He says, For our light affliction. Before you are quick to call what Apostle Paul calls light, take time to read the entire chapter and find the things he describes as being light because in your own case uh not being promoted is a persecution your own case eating rice without meat is an affliction in your own case wearing say michael's shirt and not louis vuitton is a burden in your own case wearing the hand down pair of shoes from daddy or uncle is a curse, it's an affliction. But the things Kotowski that Apostle Paul called light affliction were amazing. Left for dead in the sea several nights, left for dead, and all kinds of things hunger and fasting. He called them light affliction. You know why? In comparison, to the workings of glory within him, he understood that he could take a licking and keep on ticking as long as God is working our glory in him and ultimately glory will be seen through him. Hello somebody, hello somebody, hello somebody. Can, can you reach into the eyes of your neighbor and tell them, I don't know what you're going through but you can handle it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Loneliness, protracted delays here and there. I don't know what you're going through, but you can, you have seven, you have seven degrees, no job, 50-51, not married yet. Listen, I don't know what you're going through, but I tell you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, you, nigga you, nigga me, you can handle it. That situation will turn for you a testimony. I don't know what test you find yourself in, but God said to say to you, it's only a test. Oh, you know what? You watch the TV every now and then, and there's some frickings on the, on the channel. They, they, they put a notice. 
keep your television turned on is just a test. I hear a sound from heaven to you this morning that keep your switch of faith turned on. It is just a test. They call it barrenness. Just a test. They call it delay. Just a test. They call it affliction. Just a test. They call it no job, no honey. They just a test. Your test is about to turn to a testimony. Your trial is about to turn to a triumph. You've got to see the obstacles staring you in your face. Not just to be obstacles, but what? Stepping stones to the next level of birth. Somebody shout, I will be out of this. In glory, by the way. I feel like flying. Help me, Lord. Ah, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, now this is where the joy is now. Our light affliction, remember, he called it light, but really, he ain't that light. Is but a, for a moment it is time bound and as far as God is concerned is for a while huh? it's for a while if you suffer for a while he will establish you huh? he will reward you there'll be a payment of your going through what you're going through so for a while for a moment working for us a far more exceeding ah, and eternal wait look at this now a far more exceeding you know far is already far a far more is a far more exceeding eternal come on baby that there is nothing you're going through right now is worthy to be compared to the glory that God wants to work within you if only you yield yourself to the workings and the dealings of God. Hallelujah. Somebody here? Somebody here? All right. Glory and light are best contrasted on the backdrop of darkness. Glory and light both contrasted on the backdrop of darkness. What do I mean? The relevance and the beauty of light is found at the backdrop of darkness. <laughs> you find in a stage setting like this, you have a velvet backdrop essentially, but what has been achieved is that the velvet black cloth has been able to throw out the light you see here. If I turn the black to white, you wouldn't appreciate the details and the beauty placed on the black. Hello? Hello? We think that God is going to put us as a light in a world of light. No. When you put on your headlamp at 12 noon, very few can see your headlamp is on. But some can drive past you and won't recognize you had your lamps on. For the simple reason that it was light when you had the light on. But 
come to 12 midnight only 12 hours after same car same light the same location the lamp suddenly becomes far more impressionable to those around the car simply because light has been introduced into darkness trap with me trap with me the point to be made here is that it's important for you and i to have the right interpretation the right perspective to the many seemingly difficult events to the many hard happenings and activities that may be going on around us whether at a micro level or at a macro level whether at a personal level or at a global level you need to have the right perspective you must be able to see through the test of life testimonies you must be able to you must be able to interpret the many obstacles you see before you as God's opportunity to work out miracles in your life somebody once said if you never needed miracles or if people never needed miracles they will not be worked in the lives of people so there must be a situation in your life that God wants to show his light his beauty and his glory in and through track with me track with me so perspective and perception are two key elements and forces in determining how well you will respond to or react to situations and circumstances track with me perspective perception will determine largely how you respond or react to your situation to one person my glass is half full perspective and perception to another it is half empty perception and perspective I take the water out to the one quarter mark to somebody it is one quarter full perception perspective another it is three quarter empty same thing but only perception and perspective so if you don't have the right perspective of your present circumstance you will not have the resilience oh boy help me lord oh boy is somebody here oh no 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 you will not have the staying power called to escape to wait it out listen there are certain things in your life that god has pre-caught with you do you hear me not the devil God pre-cut with you. He ordained and designed by heaven's program and agenda. You will of need go through a pathway. Pray, bind, lose, cast out. Do you hear me? They are not faith adjustable. Don't throw stones at me. They are not faith alterable. Listen. I could not have altered the very unusual 
awkward circumstances that led to my birth. Read my biography. I couldn't alter it. I couldn't choose. I couldn't decide. It just happened. Am I right? My faith in heaven couldn't change it. But do you know that birth was a part of what my core required? It was part of what God did to bring the level of brokenness I find myself in. Another yet. I'm still a work in progress. But I'm telling you, there are things in your life you couldn't determine, couldn't change. They are part of heaven's program. To one end, to alter you within. When people understand the teaching of brokenness, who have less and fewer divorces in church, when people understand the true teaching of brokenness, who have less haughty and prideful people in church, because brokenness will let you know that you ain't all that. Oh no, I no, this nigga, I'm not all that. When I I I I break down in his presence in tears, it's God, there's too much at stake. You say like the psalmist, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that you choose to visit him. That's how I feel. When you allow yourself to be enrolled and then to go through the school of brokenness, you come to a place of understanding that God truly chooses the weak. He calls the weak. Not the powerful. The powerful are of no use in God's work. It was Dr. Oluka who made a statement I want to state right now. He said that a man, better still, an unbroken man is as useless to God as makeup is to a dead cadaver. Rekoto balano I've seen people decorate dead men. They look so beautiful. I don't want a spray. It's just some happy spray. They're smiling. They're dead, dead. Cops. Say, my smiling is easy. It's a spray that doesn't smile. That pancake, that spray, what that chemical is as useless to the cops as an unbroken man is to God. An unbroken man is a danger in the work of God. It won't make it to spoil it. The reason for powerlessness in the church today is people have failed to enroll to the school of brokenness. So you see arrogant preachers and arrogant members of the church who are good for nothing outside Christ but they brag empty balloons making noise. Do you know who I am? Who are you? I 
Apostle Paul attained degrees we haven't attained before. A Pharisee of the Pharisees, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, is with zeal. Yet, Apostle Paul came to a place of brokenness. He looked inward. He saw a measure of glory trapped with him. He looked at what? Wretched. He said, ah, I count all things but poo-poo. You may not know what dung means because you're too, you're too sophisticated. He says, I, I count all things but dung. Dung is poo-poo. Say poo-poo. Poo-poo. We all do poo-poo. You look so beautiful and gate and dubonair, but you do poo-pee. I do poo-poo too. Apostle Paul said he counts all things. I count the fact that I'm the first son of the one-time VP in Nigeria. Nothing dung in comparison to the glory. That's not my ticket. No, my ticket is I'm a child of the living. That's my announcement. Naked you came, naked you will depart. Why are you bragging? You have nothing that you didn't receive from God. We received everything. Honey, you're beautiful. You received it from God. You're dark, tall, and handsome. Stop it. You receive from God. But the devil will inflict minds with pride and arrogance. I've told God. Can I tell you something? I told God in my private chamber, I don't want to pastor <laughs> a monster. My son and daughter, some people from here, they've raised monsters. People won't like me preaching this, so they were hitting me on, this, on TV. But people have raised monsters. I'll tell you what monster is. What do you know what monster is? A monster needs to be fed. Growth that is not manageable. The anointing doesn't manage people anymore. The systems and human laws, Machiavellian laws of power, they employ the 48 law of power. Don't let your enemies see you come. Those stupid things from the pit of hell. Run a, run a people of God as though you're running a company or a business. You see people as investments, as assets, as cows that they milk. For what? No! I don't want to pass on a monster. The pastors can't sleep. Why? They are passing a monster. They have to feed it. Some die prematurely. Some have all kinds of problems. Why? It's grown up beyond the proportion. Have to use systems of the world to manage it. No! When God brings growth, you preserve it. He adds daily to the people of God. Not manipulation. By God's grace, I will not, I will never make you feel you must be in this local assembly. No, the day you're convinced and God tells you you're going, listen, I'm a bus driver, I'm on the way. When you get out, ten will come in. When you get out, so you can get out when you know it's your time to get out. Not to manipulate you. A church is not a cult. 
I don't want to pastor a crowd. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You must be free in the spirit. I'm not saying be rebellious. Beyond authority. Don't live as you want to live. But free in the spirit. I said to God, I'm sorry to, to be vulnerable. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit too vulnerable. But these are my secret prayers. Be at my altar. I said, Lord, I don't want to raise a monster. The church is growing, but I don't want to be the one controlling. It's your work. I, I want to step. I don't know. I don't always feel. I don't have to preach. You know, let me I'll sit there. Let the Holy Ghost do. I don't. I don't want to be here. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be visible. No. John the Baptist said, "He must increase. We must decrease." You want real greatness? The pathway is brokenness. You're not all that too. You, you, you swing your car, kids, your car. Yeah, yeah, now so. You hear my daughter? Bam! Car ran over that one. That is not your portion in Jesus' name. But we must be grateful, not prideful. Do you hear me? We must be grateful, not prideful. Walk softly with humility, walk with sincerity. Let the wealth God gave you not to be used to intimidate others. No, use it to be a blessing. Abraham, God is blessing you to make you a blessing. Not to be tyrannical. <laughs> the Lord help me. I've said some interesting things today, right? It's all right. They're hearing. I didn't plan to say it. Now, the Apostle Paul's testimony and declaration while he was in prison. <laughs> Can you lift your hand where you are and say, thank you, Lord. Now, receive help where you are. Ask the Lord to circumcise your heart. Yeah, yeah. Tell the Lord to make this moment your own Gilgal. Circumcise my heart from pride and arrogance. Oh, Lord, no, no, no. God hates the proud. Mm. He said, humble yourself. You humble your own self under his mighty hand and he will exalt you. Forget your title, your fame, your pedigree. Forget it. Humble yourself. Break down before him. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. This was what Saul failed to do. To break down before God at the point of error. He said, cover me up. Let me still look like a good guy before the people. Oh, the proud prefer to be pleased by men and have God displeased. No, 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 no. Broken people choose to please God even at the risk of displeasing men. At the risk of their life. They can say like Esther, if I perish, I perish. That's a broken person. Come on, let's push now. Let's push now. Oh God, as a church, as an apostolic center, help us to go through the much needed pathway of brokenness that we may see this glory you've spoken about. Oh Lord, we don't want to be spectators. Are you praying? Please pray. Don't look at me. I call Cry out to God. The psalmist declared, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard, and the Lord delivered. If you cry sincerely, oh God will deliver you. Deliver me from this area and that area and that area. Oh Makotoska, that area of presumptuous sin, that area of besetting sin. Oh God, deliver me.
deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. Make our hearts tender, make our heart pliable, malleable in your hand. Brokenness. They are so scarce, but God is looking for them. So scarce. They are not found everywhere. No. It's a journey to break you. It's a process. It takes years, sometimes a lifetime. You graduate one level to the next level. When you pass one test, you, you promote you. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul. The Philippine jail said in Philippians 4 4. Oh wow. Thank you, Lord. 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 For he's shifting, aligning, and realigning us even in this season. Listen. Because, please listen. Please listen. Slow down. Listen. Please, I beg of you. Because the common glory please listen a failure to go through the pathway of brokenness will make the common glory hazardous that means dangerous Oof. but what will make you prepared for the glory that will be seen is if you allow the Holy Spirit listen 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 please listen I beg you I visit you. If you allow the Holy Spirit, you can't do it yourself. To do what? To level the mountain. To do what? To fill the valley. You can't do it. You can't fast away. No, no, no. Only He can do it. To do what? To make smooth the pathway. So our responsibility is not to try to do it, but to cooperate. Hey, I'm talking, right? So the operative word is yielding or cooperating or aligning with the Holy Spirit. So if brokenness is a school, the teacher, oh boy, and the schoolmaster in the school is the Holy Spirit. Can I help you? You think you are all right until you expose your heart to the Holy Spirit. You think you're Mr. Bishop, Mr. Prophetess, Mama MBCU, huh? first lady, second lady, third lady, if there's something like that. You think you're until you say, let me undress hey if you undress before the holy spirit what he will show you you will not like but what he will show you is good for you you know why i hope and i pray that somebody's listening there are certain things you will need to judge yourself off failure to do so he will judge you do you hear me? Oh boy, help me Lord. I'm going too fast in my message. You see, <laughs> what it is when you become born again, your spirit man, as the Bible says, is recreated into a new creature. 
second corinthians 5 17 if any man be in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away all things are made new all things are made new and all things have become of god that is your spirit man only you have your soul to deal with you have your physical body to deal with and you will fail in the exam if you thought that all god wanted to redeem was one third of you he wants you all somebody said he is either god of all or it's not god at all Aye. He's a jealous God. He wants to be God in your spirit. Hey, hey. He wants to be God over your soul. What is your soul? Your desire, your will, your thoughts, your feelings, your imagination, your words. He wants to be Lord over your thinking process. He wants to rule your words. He wants to rule your deeds. That is a process is a process of the life placed within you what life that life is christ in you the hope of glory colossians 127 what life first second Corinthians 4 7 i think it is that we have this treasure is that correct in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of the glory might be made of God, not of man. So what? We have this what? This what? This what? Talk to me. Treasure, if you like, glory of power. Where? In earthen vessels. Earthen means clay, 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 clay pot. But God is saying, my mission is not just to get your spirit saved. My mission is to reveal, to unveil the glory I've looked down within you to affect your body and your soul. How? Brokenness. No matter what kind of treasure the alabaster box carries, until that alabaster is broken, the fragrance, the anointing, the glory, and the power that is resident in you. As the Bible declares in 1 John 4 verse 4, that greater is he, Catholic, that is in you than all that are in the world. But that great one needs to be revealed. How? Brokenness. Are you here? You're carrying treasure. You're carrying power. You're carrying glory. Beloved, this message has not been made popular in the church. I struggle to find books on brokenness. I found one or two with that title, very few. I said, Lord, why? He said, oh, I came to myself. It is the missing ingredient for glory that the devil does not want this to be known made popular and acceptable in the church books on faith everywhere 
prosperity, healing. How to succeed? Seven steps, ten steps, crown, victory. Not bad. But I would that also there be books and teachings on this sort of brokenness. Because as we draw near to the end time, the agenda of heaven is glory. He will fill the whole earth with his glory as the water covers the earth. If his agenda is glory, then brokenness is a major subject matter. Powerless church. Why? Too many unbroken vessels. Have you seen a stallion or a horse that is not broken? And you ride the horse, it throws you here, throws you there. Until the point you break it. When you break it, the horse, you tug it here, it goes this way. You tug it here, it goes this way. Many of us, when we came to Christ, born again at the altar, were like the unbroken stallion. We complain at everything possible. We lament, self-willed, you know, just rebellious, arrogant, proud. You know what I'm saying? Let me be sincere. But yet we're born again, heaven bound. Swim song. but arrogant. Just, just nyamanyama inside one. I don't know about you. The nyamanyama I've been dealing with inside me. And I just want to be dealt. I said, ah, when will you finish? It's a process. It's sandpapering. You want glory, he will sandpaper you. You see, the picture of a broken man is what the world despises. When you see a truly broken man, listen. They don't look admirable to the world system. <laughs> now, wow, now say, I've been now, gather yourself now. Don't you know what time it is? This guy, yeah, that's where well. You know, it's just slack. <laughs> hey, yeah, if you know where that guy came from, I was say, shout, yeah, yeah, suffered. Paul, you know who Paul was? Degree, pedigree. I'm a lawyer. I'm a, hey, 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 I want you, I want you. Hey, ha, yeah, preacher, apostle, pope. Hey, hey, hey. By the time God was through with him, he said, ah, I'm a prisoner of Christ, Paul, a prisoner of Christ. The bond servant. That word is doulos, Greek, is servant, a slave. So you graduate in him as you become a slave to him. A slave will do anything the master bids him, whether it's irreputable or not. That's why I will stand here I can do anything he said for me to do. It may not look very... Man of God, you are the pastor. You should be more organized than that. Don't you have decorum? Decorum? No, no, decorum. Arrange yourself. You are a pastor. Don't look like it. Ah, you're a pastor. I'm a child of God. I'm working on my salvation. It's only an honor to pastor you. It's not a ticket to heaven. It's a privilege to serve you. I have to work on my own salvation. If I don't do what I'm teaching, I'm in trouble. I sleep like I teach you. More than many of you here. <laughs> I have to live the life. I believe God for healing. Believe God to feed my children. It's, it's a life of faith that you have to live. The gift will work for you, for others. But you must live the life. So don't put me where I'm not. Many pastors have been put on pedestal of uh, Junior Jesus on the earth. I'm not Junior Jesus. Good heart. A child of God called to be a servant of God and I'm working hard towards being called one day a born servant of Jesus ah! born servant don't impress people they impress God 
Say, yeah, I have decorum. You know, I know you have a swagger. When you're, when you're praising God, you're praising God with swagger. Praise the Lord. Swagger will finish you. The devil slap you, say swagger. Have you seen David before? He danced. That's a king go dancing. He became literally naked. The one said, I shoot. No decorum, no packaging. Governor like you. Governor, say child of God. President, say child of God. Welcome to the school of brokenness. Welcome to the school of brokenness. Wow. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.